G'day, Ergold Addicts, AOS Coach here, and I am talking Fire Slayers. Don't get to talk much Fire Slayers content on this channel because I don't know a lot of Fire Slayers players. It seems like this enigma where the faction exists, but there's not a lot of players, and, th and then of that subset, there's not a lot of players who stick with it long enough to do incredibly well. But here we are. I have Richie from Just Play. Um, you might know him from the Just Playing podcast. That was your podcast, right? I'm going to ask just you why it's not. Saying, just saying. 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 Just saying. Uh, but more importantly, um, you took the Fire Slayers to the AOS Worlds tournament, which was like literally a few weeks ago. And the tournament, you, England won. England won. So not only is Richie someone who, who loves his Fire Slayers, but he's actually got the knowledge. So I'm going to get digging deep. But Richie, hello. G'day. Welcome. Hi, hello. Introduce us. Hey, well, thanks for having me on. Um, hello, everyone who is interested in Fire Slayers. I hope you learn a lot from this today. And um, yeah, thanks for having me on again. Apologies for not having a mohawk or a big uh, red <laughs> beard, but uh, I do have the Urgold tattoos kind of ingrained here. It's just uh, that's why I'm wearing the jacket. It's a little bit sore at the moment. But um, man, what a cool book. Like when I picked this up for the first time, I look, I'm not a big Fire Slayer player. I, I, I looked at it. I thought that the old book was a bit samesy. It was always like spam the board with bodies, spam the board on the bodies. But I picked this up and I thought, yes, they've kind of learned. Nurgle's now diverse. And I was hoping Fire Slayers were diverse. But before we get into all of this and I'm going to share Richie's list and I'm going to kind of get into the good stuff on how this competitive master is thinking about the book, what got you into the faction? model range you know i am um, and dwarfs in general really i think i've ultimately really most of the time i select by armies by if i like the miniature range i want to paint them i want to do the hobby side of things fire slayers is maybe my best um painted army i've got, I've got two that are shop and change between but it's one i've spent the most time on certainly um where I didn't actually get to play it as much as I would have liked in maybe the last iteration of it because of that. So, yeah, that's a big part of it. I love Gotrek, you know, as a child. They were the books that I read from Games Workshop. Um, I know they're not the Slayers of old, but I think they were one of Games Workshop's better, you know, unique IP, the Slayers. And obviously, it's just like generic high fantasy, a lot of it, isn't it? But, um, you know, I think that was one of the things they'd done better. So, yeah, just always liked them. And it's hard, like, because they're all the same model, you know, all those jokes. But... I think I think they can look good once you've done them all well. And dwarfs are dwarfs are my favourite in Age of Sigmar most more because I hate elves. I think, and that there is um, humans aren't very well done for good guy humans anyway. Are not well done in this game. I, I don't consider Stormcast the human faction. You know, so yeah. Uh, this is the time that I will reveal that uh, I was this close to doing uh, a, a Fire Slayers army for my Armies on Parade. I normally every year plan a new army based around Armies on Parade. So forget New, new, new Year, New Army. It's always about Armies on Parade. Yeah, and I was idea. this close to base it around. I thought, what could I do with Fire Slayers if I leaned into the Slayer um, lore? You know, yeah. you got your dragon, you had, well, you have dragon, you had demon, you had giant troll slayer troll. giant i'm like how do i convert and kit bash and i started getting deep into the law uh and i didn't pull the trigger because i wasn't confident just enough to put some pants onto the fire slayers i thought i'm gonna green stuff and but i, I thought hey the stripes and all the uh, blue and white stripes and all that yeah it's cool it's I, a... I 
I love doing it. My I, my army was based as a pitcher, uh, very. Uh, they're all on fire. He's fighting a magma draft. He's flying through the air in the in the book, and that was the one that inspired me. But I, you know, there's a balance for me when I do an army of. I need to get it finished right. I'm going to play. You know, it's, there's always some shortcut somewhere, and mine was the flesh. And then um, Darren Latham painted one like mine, but my god, like <laughs> just it was just like, oh, this is why is this so good? Like, it's, maybe it was horrible. Yeah, yeah no, it was so good. I tell you what, though, I love the lore. Like, I love the um, you know, when you go, you go deep deep into like the battle with Voltrix and you look into the mercenary style. I think yeah. that mercenary is qu not quite in the game yet because you think of them as like order good guys. Actually, no, they just fight. They they're really almost like a dogs of war for anyone who knows the old school fantasy. Like they're mercenaries, and um, I love and I hope they lean into that a lot more. I loved all the bit around Shade Spire, how they were like hired to protect it, but um, like failed. Yeah, I think it was like Nagash took it in the end or something. And um, yeah, like there's a few bands of them who, you know, really feel they let down their oats, not protected it, you know, and go back. And, and that. it was cool. And yeah, it's, it's it's got a nice bit of lore to them. Like, it's good. Hello World asking, can we share some photos of your army? I don't have them preloaded here. I don't actually have them, but I know Richie, uh, Twitter handle below, if I haven't already put it in there, go follow Richie. And um, I'm sure after this stream at some point in time, you can see his army. So we'll, we'll put that out on the internet. No, yeah, sure. I actually unpinned it the other day to replace it with a Hey, I'm the World Champion tweet, but it, it, it'll be buried a little bit now, but it is there. <laughs> Let's talk about the new book. So um, Fire Slayers had a book. Was it a first edition book, if I remember correctly? Was that or was that a second? Was it a second edition book? Oh, I think it came out with first. I yeah. touched before I really, really was into it. But yeah, I think it was first edition. How what have you what have you noticed as the changes from going from the old book to the new book? Is it the same? Have you noticed there has been units that have gotten really good? They're the units that you've retired. Like, what have you noticed between going between books? Yeah, I think um, through the through the, like the, the three, they have done a bit of the classic gauge workshop. You know, there's a unit's good, another unit's better, and then another unit's better. So there was definitely that that trend. And you know, the originals it was Vulkite, and we filled the board with them. Right, they were so cheap, and that was not very interesting. Then they moved to the Hearthguard Berserkers in the last edition, and. You know, they were just like super well, you know, well done for the points. Like um, the a big highlighted change is that at one point you could spend 400 points to get 20 of them. And now they're like, I think they're like, are they 160? Am I losing my mind? I think it's like 640 for 20 now. Um, so that was a, a big change. You know, moving away from the half guard there because losing the, um, the battalion. That allowed them Lords, to fight Lords twice. Of, oh, no, that was a Lords of the Lodge. Yeah, Lords yeah. of the Lodge one. You had to fight twice as long as you stayed within thirteen. I think it was a battle smith or whatever yeah. it was. They were they were they were very very points efficient. Very good with the wounds. The four up after save. Loads and loads of armor stacking like the levels that we have now. You know, then they were they were unkillable. You know, and. um the, the points difference, like yeah, hundred sixty harlequins confirmed there. Yeah, the uh, the difference is, you know, is massive in that. And I, like, they're not bad now. Obviously, I haven't took any, so I, I don't think they are the optimal choice. But 
that was a big change. You moved away from being a, a block of guys that could move up the board. You were very, very, very good, like in you know, teams, you know, at doing certain missions, let's say tectonic interference. You can have three blocks of 20, they were like near unkillable. And you were just managing, you know, buffs and radiuses and making sure you kept the right unit as resilient as possible, managing command points, striking first, and, and then striking twice. Um they were not I think most people would say they're not a very engaging army to play against. I think they Games Workshop made it a little bit they maybe tricked you that you could beat them at one point when it was a block of 30, right? It was like unkillable, okay? Yeah. And then they make it a 20, and it's still basically unkillable and still kills you, but you feel like you're getting somewhere. You know, I think it was a bit of like a bit of false hope <laughs> with them, but there was the more units that could take them off. So yeah, big, big difference in moving away from being a foot slogging army that you might deep strike some units, establish some board presence and stay there. Um to a, a more a more damaged focused army i would say now um yeah yeah i think you know when i reflect on my games against fire slayers in the past you know not counting the new book it was more it feels like a nurgle game yeah you you were like obviously you know nurgle was fast back then but you were slow yes you could kind of tunnel under the ground and pop up you would basically just get on an objective and you just grind through and yeah. you, you didn't do a lot of damage. I don't remember playing against Fire Slayers and really being worried about the damage output. It was always about just getting the bodies on the table, the ward saves, bouncing off wounds from heroes onto troops. Um, it was just grind, 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 grind. And I hated playing Fire Slayers. It was just yeah. such an unengaging game. Yeah. Um, I, I have had a chance to play one, um, maybe even two games now with the new book. And I really enjoyed it. I, you, you still have the grind. You still have the ability to get ward. You still have the ability to um, to protect those mighty heroes. But much like Nurgle, which kind of went from a fast army to a slow army, it feels to me that this book plays like a Slayer army should. You should be killing. You should be yeah. wanting to get into combat. You should be rewarded for these things. And the book feels like it does that. Yeah, I think I think the damage was high before, and they they. They could be fast and you had to know when to, you know, break your bubble and burst out and, you know, when to maybe, you know, bring the hammer down and finish off and that. And, yeah, but, yeah, mostly it was just, like, stacking saves and making things, uh, making sure things are resilient, yeah. really. Um, that's certainly how I played it anyway. I'm very, very happy to sit there and do, and do nothing, you know. I If I win the game, I think that's how I... You know, made me live in early on in Age of Sigmar, really playing armies like that, playing Sylvaneth, one drop, filling the board, horrors, fill the board, um, slayers, fill the board, gits, fill the board, you know. And I think it's a, for a long time, it was a super valid tactic and maybe the, the best and easiest way to win in Age of Sigmar. So, yeah, the game's better than that now, though. And, and what's cool is that the points didn't go up. Uh, enough that if you still like your Hearthguard, if you still like your Volkites, if you like that style, it can still be done. You know, you, you it still can be competitive. You got the new Flame Keeper that would reward you. I, I, I want to get your thoughts on the Flame Keeper because it feels weird. You get an ability based off dying. Was it you need five bodies to die, but that's 10 wounds because each model's worth two wounds. I feel like when I looked at that box and I thought IDK versus Fire Slayers, you got the raw end of the stick. But 
I'll get your thoughts on that soon. But sure. one of the things that I really enjoyed is the fact that now Magma Dragon's actually good. It's been yeah. such a long time. Like people used to take maybe one at best, but then you quickly found out for the points that you used to run, it's another unit of Volkite, another unit of X. Now, boy, oh boy, do they slap. Yeah, yeah. I, I, classic Games Workshop, right? You know, we've done Volkites, we've done Hearthguard. There's only one unit left. It's the Magma Droth. It's going to get good. So, yeah, I love it. Like I, I always played them. Um, I definitely didn't play the Optimal List, but I... You know, I had two. I like that they moved, you know, and they could get around the board and do things. And I, you know, didn't expect that to be any different now. Um, I didn't start off playing just with them. I had a balanced list probably, but yeah, what once I started, you know, exploring the Magma Droth a bit more, seeing how they could go. It's the the rude sword on Magma Droth is a very cost efficient unit of three hundred twenty points. You know, in Lofnir. 18 wounds, great line. attack profile, battle line, you know, really, really, really good unit. Um, yeah, super, superstar, standout unit of the book is absolutely the Magma Droth. Um, yeah, it's the Rune Salon Magma Droth is the standout, which makes it all work, I think. But obviously the Rune Father on Magma Droth can uh, allow you to do some exciting combinations as well. So, yeah. Yeah, when I, when I saw the Lofnir and you could uh, unlock them as battle line, you look at what you get, the 18 wounds, it can have a five-up ward, the you know the, um, the the damage when it takes wounds, it splashbacks damage. Yeah. Um, I thought this is this is a really good. And I, I, I played a game, actually. I had to throw like 20 Witch Elves with double blades. You know, it, it took me a long time to grind that thing down. Mm. And then it obviously did a whole bunch of splashback mortals. So um, very challenging. And I think one of the cool things as well and we will talk about this in the discussion, um, is the the access to the Urgold and having those tools to apply at times that you need. And I imagine that can be quite challenging for players. Like, when do I use my Urgold? Yeah. Do I, you know, do, do I burn my good stuff early? Do I hold it too late and then maybe lose my opportunity? You know, and, and I'll, I will bring up the, the runes uh, so we can discuss it properly and get your thinking yeah, sure. behind it. But before biggest, I biggest, do that, yeah, biggest part, of like hardest decision for me turn one normally, depending on what I'm facing, is is that. Um, it's it's deciding which one to use, you know, early on, and planning when I'm going to use the 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 best one, whichever the best is in in that matchup. So, and I'll definitely get you thinking behind it because I don't think there's an an easy strategy, right? It's not like no. it's not like deep kin, right? Where it's like turn one you do this, turn two you do this. It's almost like you respond to your opponent, go right. I'm going to play against shooting. They're going to try to do X, or they're going to come in from reserve. They're a fast army. I'm going to do Y, and you've got tools to pull out at the right time. And I'll get you considerations when we get that to would, those. But that would be my like override and thing about the faction and how it plays is is it's like um. I always compare to like MMO or uh, you know arena combat game or something on a computer where you're toggling your buffs, you know, on and off throughout the game. You're managing your cooldowns between uh, runes to do damage, runes to do ward saves, other things that can activate to do ward saves, um, heroic actions, finest hours. You've got just got loads of little things to toggle, and you've got loads of good targets for them. Uh, and that, that's what I enjoy playing with the list the most. It's um, you know. Is it a simple combat army? Yeah, you know, it fights. I push some monsters around, you know, it's nothing that hasn't happened before, but all that is what makes it interesting and allows you to get the edge, hopefully to win. 
Yeah, I think I think for me it's it's a simple army, but it's not. It's not Iron Jaws simple where it's just like run forward or Witch Elves where it's like run forward and Marathi can only take three wounds. There is still some complexity and my play style is very much more like a counter style play where I like to respond to my opponent and pull out cards and pull out things at the time. But then I'm also a, a massive person who loves monsters. I was pushing monsters in AOS 1 trying to make things work. And, you know, as Nathan Thompson saying in the chat, four Magma Droth just looks like so much fun. Yeah, like really just are. running around with a whole bunch of Magma Droths, having some bodies still, um, but I do wonder, though, with the next General's Handbook coming up and some of the monster incentives being removed, you know, is four Magma Droths going to be too much? Because right now the incentives are high on monsters, but what happens if the battle plans are going to reward bodies on the objective? Is Magma Droths going to be enough, or do you have too many? It'll be more, for me, this monster thing comes up a lot. A lot of people talk about, make that, you know, how much do they lose? Um for me, it's more about what they give to something else. Because the monster thing, for me, so we still get monster You're talking, about the, you're no, talking it, about the points, right? No, no, I'm talking about... Uh, yeah, I'm talking about... You're saying, obviously, in this general handbook now, you're rewarded for having monsters because you can do battle tactics or whatever, right? Yeah, I'm talking also, about, you know, I'm talking... Correct, those incentives to have, like, you know, three monsters run, you get an extra VP yeah. for it. I also have monsters that die and give points away. So for me, it all comes out in the wash that... Um, I don't really, I don't think that will change anything. It'll obviously be if they say infantry or heroes or whatever they decide to do it with get so good that you can't take monsters, you know, because yeah, we still got monstrous actions. Yes. <sighs> Losing hunters as well, you know, that could help monsters more. Things, things, everything can be roared, everything can be stomped, you know, so. Yeah, and look, you know, like I don't, I don't want to get too much. We're, we're guessing, like, aren't we, Coach? We're completely guessing, you know. Like yeah. they talked about battle line as like they said, you know, battle line. Now in, in Lofnir, your magma droths are going to be battle line. So this is a null question. It's like, yeah. well, like, I'm yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it, it's what do they give to them, isn't it? So yeah, but the thing yeah. is, they're they're still the best pointed unit in the book. You know, so they'd have to give a lot of rewards to um, half guard, maybe like. Um, Volkites Vul are good though as well. I so, yeah, and I think you know, I think overall, like when I look at this book, it's hard to it's hard for me to make a list because you know I look at this and like there is some good options. There are some good Volkite, you know, and the Volkite War Scroll got got split out as well. So you can make a, a troop focused army. Um, you can make the Magma Droth focused army. I think the question though is, what are the key support heroes are going to play out? Because you have so many support heroes. Yeah. You know, from the flame keeper to the battlesmith to the you know the rude master, rude son, rude father. There's just so many choices, and then you have these not heroes like your doom seeker and your grim Gath berserker. Like they just like just just so many troops. It's like how do I construct this list? And I guess we'll get to that in a minute. Sure. Um, is there any is there any units that maybe you think are, are less playable now? And I don't want to say like they're be redundant, but Things that you used to take in the old book that now you're like, um, maybe I shouldn't lean in as heavy. The Orakath Garda are a standout for that. They, yeah, they took an unreal, unnecessary hit. You know, I thought it was surprising. Um, nerfed the shooting a lot and took away some of the rules for a unit that was not really seeing a lot of play. Maybe it was just maybe in testing it comboed up to be too good, but. Um, 
yeah, they they're a standout. They're like a really really down the priority to take now. You'd be surprised if somebody uh, would commit to take them again. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you you just won't take as many of the bodies. I think that's the key. Like you used to, as you said, flood the board with blocks of twenty, tw- blocks of thirty, with coherency changes and the fact that you you know like you don't have as many attacks. You used to be able to wrap around and because um, yeah. you have tr- you know I wouldn't say short range, but you you would have a lot of wasted attacks. I, I think the incentives. I think you're more likely to go tens and fives and maybe one unit of twenty unless you're just going completely trying to double down on the troops. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is valid. There's some lists that could do that. What are they good at? If I was picking up this army for the first time and I'm like, right, what are the strengths here? Like, what am I tapping into? How would you describe it to me? Um, Gosh, what are their strengths? It's hard because they've got... They got some big, fast, really resilient monsters that have got really, really high damage output. Output. That's their biggest strength. Is they're fast, super, super high damage output, um, which you can help with with your little buffs. You can toggle on and off. You can sort of um, what's the tail tailor them towards your target a little bit as well. And they're good against lots of different targets because of that. You know, you can go higher end. You can go mass attacks. You can kill monsters with the right ones. So I think that's the strength in them there. Um, they, yeah, that, that's it. That's, that's their biggest strength. They, you know, they've got more downfalls. You know, they're not that, they're not particularly slow anymore. They still got good deep striking options. They haven't got any shooting really uh, that you can apply at range, but their Magma Drots um, shooting attack is very good for clearing troops down. No. Which when when Nighthawk come into play properly, yeah. Skaven comes into yeah. play. We see we're seeing witch elves now being flooded in the board, um, and you know if Gits get another book soon, you you might see more of these opportunities to take advantage of these big units because you're right. I think some of some of the the, the abilities are not quite tapped into just yet because of this ultra elite hero monster focused meta we're in. But yeah, probably definitely. one thing you're lacking is the is the long range shooting. Like you, yeah. you've got some short range, but it's it's chip damage at best. Yeah, I think the yeah that that's all. It's just little bits. But yeah, it's brilliant when you get a match up and the guy's got bodies and you're like, oh great! Like all of a sudden I've got forty shots here, twos, threes, rem one or rem three. It's like brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it happened to me. It happened to me like two droths went into my blocks of witch elves, and I've only got units of twenty. But I'm like, this is a lot of dice. Yeah, yeah. What's your thoughts on the flame keeper? Yeah, he's amazing. Um, I played. I probably played like five games before I played Magma Drots with um, a Griffnir, Griffeard, Griffeard, Greyfeard, Greyfeard, is it? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think he's absolutely amazing. You know, ninety points, incredible. Like the, the, the they get powered up super easy. You know, I've always got some Volkite Tang around myself, really. And uh, once you know, a couple of those die doing what they're meant to do, die in a screen slowly enough, you know, that that you've got it powered up. I think, I think, I think it's fantastic. You know, you've got two really good abilities on there and the counter charge in the, in the enemy charge phase and the plus one damage on your hearth garbage units. If you go in that way for me, they're, I think they're a must. And you could take, you could take more than one because five guys be- power two up. 
So I was yeah. literally going to say that is that one mistake is people think it's like you can only affected by one ability, but no, you can take two flame keepers. And as long as those are dying within, is it the 12 inch radius or whatever yeah. it is, you could be double tapping into that. And there's some good abilities. Yeah. Great. Like honestly, and you just, it's, it's full and then it's full like straight away afterwards. Um, honestly, like that's yeah, so good. <laughs> I, I really, really rate them. 90 points. I think they're a great unit. Um, yeah, I, I would take two. I think if I was going to take one, I would take two and just make sure I doubled down on that. Um, by the way, uh, Hello World mentioning th- uh, axes are the only oh, shooting you need. True, true. We got a rend. One point a rend on our hero's axes now. It's all good. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, the, the only time I've struggled is if I've wanted to try and chase one drop and you know, the hero side of things, you know, or chasing low drop and fitting them in battalions. But I don't think, I don't know if there's a really, really good one drop list anyway. So yeah. And Yeah, correct. And I think, um, I think, you know, for uh, obviously people are going for the race to the bottom and if you can't get one or two drops, it's almost like, why do I even bother? You're better off maybe going in for things like hunters as a heartland and protecting some of those troops to make sure if you're running, you know, Volkites or whatever it might be, to make sure you can tap into um, the the fierce counterattack or being able to tap into some of the other abilities that are just too good. And let's this, see how book, we go with... This is one of the most stacked books for command traits and artifacts that I've seen as well. It's artifacts are incredible. So, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's plenty. Of, like, I've seen a couple of questions about the Magma Drops and some rules, if I, I'll answer if you don't mind. So, sure. like, someone, someone asked earlier about can you take six as a list. So, yeah, when you take a rune son on a Magma Droth, uh, it gets the battle line, which means it loses leader and loses um, Behemoth. Behemoth. So, yeah, they're, they're just, like, battle line, take five of them, which means, as leading on to another question, they can fit into the battle regiment. So you can take five in a battle regiment, and then you can take, you know, whoever you want to be leader, generally a rune father on Magma Droth, and there you go, you're one drop. Um, yeah, that's so that 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 fits in fine. You can put I have mine in Hunters of the Heartland. So I've got three uh, runes on Magma Droth in Hunters of the Heartland, and that is a nightmare for opponents, you know, a nightmare, no roar in them, nothing. You know, you know you can get beyond that save. Um again, once you're toggling all these other other bonuses you can get on them when you want to make them resilient, it's really good. So yeah, there's just plenty of Magma Droth lists you can write. Um, yeah, I'll probably talk about some bit later on other ways I can evolve this list or different ways you could play it. But we're about to get into lists, and we and and I've got a couple of rapid fire questions from the Discord as well. Like people like Jonathan are like asking about Cron Spine, and they're talking about you know, there's so many things you can possibly do with this faction, and there's a lot of questions, which is great. Let's get into the rules. I'm going to bring up the rules. And I want your perception and thoughts around it. So first off, you got four lodge options. It hasn't changed. You've always had four lodges, but um, you certainly your abilities and what's within the lodge. The the great thing, obviously, as well, is the fact that you are no longer locked into a command trait. You no lock lock no longer locked into an artifact like you used to. Yeah. So it's really freed you up. Where do you stand on the four sub factions? Are all four of them viable? Is Lofnir just the best one because of the the magma dragons? Um, magma Droth, sorry. Um, where are you at with the four? Okay, so I think uh, Hermdar is is the worst. Um, I'm probably one that you would never see selected. And then I would say Vostag is next next to bottom. Weird way to say it, but um, they they but that's not that bad. Like they've got 
an amazing they it's plus one to hit and plus one to wound when your Vulkites charge. And that's, yes. that's good, you know. And the unit of um Vulkites with axes, like three attacks each, that they can do that can do a, a lot if you wanted to really go down that route of taking a lot of bodies. Um I think you would really have to lean into making sure you've got a, a lot of Vulkite Berserkers. So I think that's okay. Um, but the two standout ones are Greyfeard and, and Lofnir for me. And I think that they're the two that depend on how um, the, like maybe the meta changes or stuff like the general's next general's handbook might improve other things. Or if they toggle any points around and they make any nerfs, any changes. I think though these are the two that we'll be talking about the most for uh, a long time. Um, I think Lofnir, for me, is the standout right now. So if I was going to rate one, I would say that that is the best. You know, you've seen Magmadroths go from 14 wounds last edition to 16 on the War Scroll and then get two more from Lofnir. The amount of times you have a conversation with a guy and, you know, maybe, you know, it's, you know, you always say, like, do you want to know anything about my army? And they'll maybe ask you a few questions or say no or no. And then, like, they'll start shooting something or they'll be fighting. You're like, I, and I'll get to, like, the 14 wound mark and I'll put the turn the dice to 14 or something. They'll be like, how many wounds has that got? And you're like, 18. And they're like, oh, it's, it's not dead. I'm like, no, it's not dead yet. You know, like, so it's 18 wounds. And like you said, you know, they bleed them back. If you're fighting another combat army, nine mortals back on average, you know, 54 as an army, if you take six of them, you know, it's a lot if you're fighting a a fighting army um, back. So, yeah, that's really good. And obviously they make them battle line. Can, can I just rewind on Hemdar for a second? Because when you look at Hemdar, you get Battleshock immunity if you are within enemy territory, which is trash. Yeah. But it's the other side that I want to ask you about because you also get it if you're wholly within 12 inches of an objective, which isn't so bad. Is it? And now it, it's you lose half the models, right? Uh, for friendly Hunter unit wholly within enemy territory or wholly within, uh, if I have the Battleshock, you have the amount of uh, models that flee. Yeah, I just I don't I just don't see that as being that good. Like I, I played I played against Dark Elves the other day and they had something that made me immune to inspiring presence and I was like wow the crown of woe yeah yeah I was yeah, like whoa great whoa <laughs> um so you know maybe there's maybe there would be some legs in something like that but I think because of like I said earlier how um how stacked the artifacts are It'll be hard to not take Greyfeard if you're taking a foot army, I think. It's yeah, and I mean, like, I'm facts that are good. And I'm like looking at Hearthguard Berserkers who have a bravery of eight, Volkites have a seven. So, given that you're two models of two wounds apiece, you can get a ward save and you know, through like the Battlesmith or whatever it is. Um, the attrition is, is not as fast. So, you, you know, you'd have to lose a lot of models in order to make the most of that that ability yeah. but maybe by that stage is it too much so i kind of i can see why Hemdar is probably last but i guess yeah. i want to just explore it with you sure. for anyone who's like wait a second that sounds amazing maybe i don't want to lose a lot of 20 models yeah yeah no i yes it, you know you've obviously highlighted a circumstance so that will be decent and that yeah, again, I just think it's it's going to be so hard to see past the other two. Either you take if you took a bunch of Volkites, or you're just going to take a load of these amazing artifacts. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Like Battle Shock Immunity was too powerful. I was you're right. Like it's 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 been one of those topics in the game that it's never really made a difference. Right? Either they've given out too much Battle Shock Immunity 
And yeah, playing against Hamdar, obviously it was terrible that they were Battleshock immune next to objectives. But really, we took it because of strike first, right? You know, that was just a, a side effect. The and like playing against that crown oh wow, I was like, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> this is this is powerful. And especially when its range increases to fifteen or something, right? I was like, yeah, so like what I, what I do because that's my army, right? So I put it on a cauldron of blood, which yeah. has a pretty big uh, cavalry base. Then if it kills a model, it kind of extends. And and like night haunt can make you spend what two command points to do an action. And I mean they're they're the, they're the um they're only a select amount of options. Like if I'm going to a tournament, I'm not building for no. these one or two news unless obviously my meta is full of uh, daughters of Cain. But I think you might have actually just raised an interesting point, Richie, is if I was going to run an army full of Volkite Berserkers who have a bravery of seven, and that was my strategy, I'm going to run a, a couple of units of 20, then maybe that actually works really well. But in most other situations, it might be a bit redundant. Yeah, may, maybe they, they, they push this um, no battle shock thing as a theme, and maybe troops are so good that you need to take loads of them and it could you know go down that way. But yeah. Right now, it's probably not the best option. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, the, the points change often, the incentives change often. Who knows? But anyway, um, you've got a couple of other things. You've got your counter, you've got your command ability, um, which allows you to essentially, what? So at the start of the enemy combat phase, you can activate it on your Hearthguard, Berserkers, your um, Volkites, uh, your Auric Hearthguard, and when someone charges you so they have to be not charged already so if i was already stuck in a combat and my opponent then charges in another unit that doesn't count but when the unit gets charged the first time um they can essentially strike first um uh until the end of that phase um what are your thoughts on that one it's a good ability isn't it it's good you know it's a, a nice toned down version of something that um become a bit of identity with the fire slayers and fits around the law. You know, another one of your commenters just mentioned the Hermdar law is great, and they were, you know, amazing at this. It all fits their story massively. So, the it's good, you know. And obviously, if you've got blocks of Hearthguard, I think it's good. You know, a few differences here, you know, you've got the changes to um, command abilities. You know, you'd only be able to target it once in the phase, so it's going to eat into your plus one to hit, it's going to eat into your plus one to save. So there's, you know, you're losing other options there with it. So that's always been my experience playing. Yes, when I was using Hearthguard was there because I was using it. You know, if I got charged, I was trying to strike a unit. But I've been playing with the Vulkite, screen Vulkites. Yeah, I've used it occasionally, but often I've wanted the, that unit to have plus one save because its role was to try and survive. Um but sometimes they're both getting slammed into, and I'll use it on one to get some hits in first. Um, I played a game against um, Orcman with Iron Jaws in 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 Worlds. I think it was in the in it was in the Ashes actually. And you know, you come in and you come into my screens, and he didn't kill all my Volkites. I think I had like a couple left. They were both units had a model or two survive, but I, I killed like twenty wounds of pigs. You know, because one had struck first and then they fight when they die. So they fought again. And I had a little rune up that got a few bits. And like, I, 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 it was a brilliant trade for me, really. So it was, it was great. Plus, you've obviously got the flame keeper. So if your flame keeper is powered up, this might be a time to go boom, um, activate that. Plus, you know, you've got this. The other part of this as well is the psychological damage. Mm -hmm. If I'm an opponent and I know that you can strike first when I charge you, 
let's say my witch elves, right? They're, they're fragile. They don't want to get hit. So I want to do as much damage as I can before uh, you hit me back. And if you can strike me first, I may reconsider how that attack might happen. Or maybe I route them away from the those types of troops and go into something else. Yeah, you're so, right. Some, uh, some units just can't take it. My witch elves, I do not yeah. want to, like, if I've got a buffed up mine razor, three attacks each because they've got double blades, um, my high gladiatrix is giving them a plus one to wound, plus one to rend, I'm going in, I want to smash you in the face, but they can't take a punch. No, You'll no. delete a unit of witch elves if you get into fight first, because they've yeah. got like a five up save or a six up save, and um, yeah, like this is a great, like this psychologically, I would probably avoid them because I would not want them. Yeah, it's good. and try fighting one of those, you know, off to the flank, 10 battle line versus 10 battle line fights. And Vulkites are useless in combat. I, I have the sling shield ones. They've got like one attack, threes, fours, round one. But, you know, I'll, I'll strike first with them, all attack. Oh, now they'll strike when they die. So they all fight again, you know, and all of a sudden one of those little exchanges, you know, can go can go my way quite a bit. You know, I might have a, I might have a good rune up. They might be round two. They might be twos to hit. So, yeah. I will say I did get around this by charging in Sisters of Slaughter because I've got yeah. a six-inch pile in, and that's how I got around it. Right, but yeah, again, yeah, that's yeah. a that's a, such a small little ability. But again, I wouldn't want to charge Witch Elves into that. Uh, good good command ability. Yeah. Your other one's the Heroic Action, and it's funny because I was talking to Richie before this, and my opponent that I played literally rolled nothing but sixes when it came to the Urgold. I probably should check his dice; they weren't cooked. <laughs> but it allows you to um, to basically instead of your taking like you know inspiring heroic recovery or whatever the 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 other different heroic actions, you can um, what is it? You activate the the rune and um, it's treated as um, it, 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 the enhanced effect. Yes, yeah. Would you choose this over you know getting the extra CP, going for a heal, other different options? Finest hour. Absolutely, it's very rare. I take heal because um, I can fail it. I. Yeah, look, I'll take the the CP one like early game normally because there's nothing to do. But no, with playing playing a list like mine with uh, lots of magma drafts, uh, up, I would imagine nearly any fire slayer list because you're probably gonna have a decent amount of heroes that are good at doing stuff anyway. This gets used all the time. Core part of my tactics, core part of my my plan. You know, from the, the turn one, two, three. You know where I'm going in the game. Between that and finest hour, it's deciding which which of those to use really. Um, and it's it's crucial, you know. I I have so many good targets for this heroic action, and so many good targets for um, finest hour. That's rare that I'm not using one of those two. Like turn one willpower to get an unbind off, or if someone's got like an absolutely like incredible spell that they don't like really cast very well, maybe I'll, I'll hold a willpower up, like say like blow abs spell or something, you know, cast quite low, he only gets plus one, maybe I'll, I'll take a chance, but normally I'm using this. Um, you know, big examples are I'm going to go on an aggressive turn and I've got the Ren rune up and I don't mm. roll a six. I want the rune further on Magma Droth to have a Ren four axe, you know. I know I can make it happen. Um, but I don't have, I don't have like in my army anyway, I don't have um, plus one to wound um, buff. So sometimes I am like, mm, I really want to use Finest Hour now. But again, it's like it's a lot I said about tailoring the target you're against. You know, a really obvious example is like playing Nighthorns who don't get affected by Rend. So I want to hit better, I want to wound better, 
I, you know, I want more attacks. I don't care about my range, you know, and th- this this can do that. You know, I can get an extra attack uh, during the plus one to hit one, which is the best against Night Horns. And I know that my, you know, my Magrothalus has got three extra attacks. So amazing. Uh, resilience ones, you know, you use Finest Hour to defend your guy quite a lot, right? So I'm never sure. I mean, you know, you're like protecting your Finest Hour. Oh, do I want to use it now? With this army, I'm like, I'll find a style with that guy. Yeah. I'll use this heroic action on this guy. You know, this just goes on and on. It's amazing. Especially if you're running a lot of uh, Rune Sons and Rune Fathers on yeah. Magmadroth. So yeah. you're going to have constantly have great abilities to use uh, Finest Hour, especially like on the defensive right now. It's a really good time to use it in your opponent's turn as opposed to trying to go for the CP on a four up. Uh, yeah. The other interesting part, as Hello World's mentioned, is the fact that both of the abilities we just talked about, the heroic action and the counterattack, are both ones per battle for the unit, right? So um, get some, get yourself some tokens. Make sure, especially if you've got a lot of monster heroes, you're, you're keeping a track of this. But um, I imagine this becomes a, a small challenge for you to manage in-game to, again, not burn it too quickly. Just interesting just more things to toggle, more things to think about, more things to plan ahead. It's cool. Like I think it's great that it's once per game. Yeah, it's better than nothing. Better than kicking the teeth. The other definitely, <laughs> definitely just permanently being up and there being no decisions to make. Right? Like, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. What about what about the Grimwraths? They're they're one thing, and and, and I call out the Grimwraths because I think the offering is attractive. Like just. On paper, when I look at Grimwraths and I look at those abilities, I think they're pretty hot. Like mm-hmm. as, as an ability, just pure ability. Do you like Grimwraths now that you've played around with it a little bit? Would you run a lot of them? Um, would you take one even as just a bodyguard to a rune father or a rune son on foot? Or do you think it's something that sounds good, but actually in theory, your points go better somewhere else? I think it's it's the points thing for me. Um yeah, I think they, they look okay, right? Like, you could take lots of them. There's nice weapons you can put on them. You can make them fight lots of times. But when I look at, like, they got four attacks, threes, threes, round one, two damage, that's just not that impressive, you know? Sometimes you have sometimes you have to be boring, right, and do the maths and go, oh, my gosh, this guy can roll, like, loads of dice and do this. And, yes, I can apply all these runes to him, but, you know, where's the opportunity to do that? And... Yeah, mathematically, it's actually only X damage. You know, it's just not, I don't know, that impressive. And there's, though they're not competing for hero slots, you know, you can take them in extra. You don't have that many single guys just running around the board, right? You know, when you've got Ruin Fathers on foot, which are excellent, Flame Keeper, excellent as well. Um, you, you definitely probably want some priests and things. I, I just don't see it. I did try and think of them as like a Beast and Nurgle unit, you know, when just Beast and Nurgle were, were everywhere. We talk about spamming, you know, MSU units and um, something that comes up a lot when there's opportunities for them. And, you know, I guess it's possible, but... It's yeah, funny not, you mentioned Beast of Nurgle because uh, Hello World asking, you know, what's the Beth Oath for the Grimwraths if you were going to take them? And certainly one of them is you know in for me would be the run and charge i think if i was going to take them the run and charge is a really nice one that i really like 
I like the, um, if I was taking a rune father or a rune son, I like the bodyguard as opposed to the hearth guard because it just saves me some points. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, they're probably the ones that I like more. Do you, if you were going to take Grimmies, do you have ones that you'd prefer? You gotta have the run and charge you 100%. You know, the guys are pretty slow. You want to get them around the board, get them in, also run them, combine them maybe with your movement rune. You know, when you really got to get them back into the battle or in the battle in the first place. So, yeah, I think that one um, st stands out. And yeah, I guess go with my life. It's a good point. Yeah, good, good, good way, like you say, to protect one of your models for a cheap points. I think that's a, I think that's a, that's a valid tactic. That coach, I like that. You know, these are, 80 points aren't they so yeah they're not well, like, they're, yeah they're, i'll have nice a look they're, they're quite cheap 85 points i oh, said so the doom seek is 85 the Grim grimmy's what uh, the grimrath berserker is 105 <laughs> maybe yeah it's still cheaper versus and, ver yeah versus like 160 or 170 for the bodies yeah 160 yeah so it is a saving there to get something to protect the important hero but then again you know those heroes are, are really good like a room father which is the best of those two He's good behind the line of men hitting over. So you're probably still going to want lines of men to hide behind. So, yeah, may maybe, maybe not. Something but I didn't mention as well. I didn't, I didn't give that a thought. The... So that was pretty good. I, I like that you also can uh, re-roll the run and charge rolls for the unit as well. So, like, that's pretty sexy. It means yeah, CP up your sleeve. It means you can slingshot something. It allows you to just... Um, and run and charge. People, people. Um, it's such a great ability. It's a really good ability. Yeah. The... Other stuff is the Urgold. And this is something that I really want to get into your head because um, this is a challenge for some people. When do I use my Urgold? What are the situations um, at what times or what are the considerations that you play the different runes? So for anyone who hasn't seen this yet, there are six different types of runes. You use them once per um, turn. So every battle round, sorry. Uh, in your hero phase and basically you roll a dice and on a roll of a one to a five you just get a standard ability if you roll a six uh you get the enhanced ability and as we've previously shown there are some other ways to get yourself that guaranteed six like the heroic action so when you look at the six options are they all good are some of them situational do you have preferences and again conscious that you would apply different runes at different times, different opponents, different battle plans. Okay, sure. They're not. They're not all good. Um, there is a two that uh, considerably. I, I think the the axe one is is probably the one to highlight as maybe maybe the worst. But again, you know, may may you know I could see you've got a Vostag army, you've got a unit of units of 30, 20, you've got a hundred Volkites, and you can make your whole army threes to hit instead of fours in some close range shooting. Maybe that could push things that's, through. That's the so Act of Fury. Yeah, uh, that's the Rune of Fury, sorry. Farsight. Oh, Farsight, yeah. So you plus yeah. one to hit for oh, again, the throwing axes. Yeah, I think that's like fringe, like super fringe. So you, you know, as a good player, you're always making sure you've got every option, you know, in your head, haven't you? And that's why it's good to have, like, gaming aids to help you remember things and not miss something. But I think that's probably a lower down one. Then I would say the rest the rest are good. And I use all the, the other ones are the, the five I, I would nearly use every game. And it is hard to know when to use them all. So... If it started with Rune of Fury, um, plus one to hit for your whole army in melee. 
uh, all fire slayer units in melee. Like that is, you know, amazing. You know, I've got I roll in say my army at least, and I've really I think any fire slayer army a lot of dice in combat. You know, a magma droth, um a runeson magma droth rolls 14 without any buffs going on and they hit on fours and threes so getting down to that twos to hit you know when I, you know i've got four of them my entire army hitting on twos and this is incredible and the enhanced effect is is um army wide amazing if you roll a six you know it's absolutely incredible your entire army getting an extra attack magma drops have got three attack profiles so you know it's 17 attacks um all you guys you've got lots of lots of bodies in any other list that you might take so again it's a lot of attacks but where you're really looking at this is with the heroic action that's when you know you know you can plan for one of these advanced ones and that's more as um as a player is what you what you're planning about you can it's all start a phase so like before you do anything you pick your rule and roll your dice right you decide oh i've got a six now i am going to do broken ranks because i'm definitely going to wipe out lots something this turn or i'm going to go more aggressive because my whole army's got plus one attack so you find all that information out first but mostly what you're planning about is the heroic action so knowing that i can give a, an extra attack to you know my rune father on magma droth on three of his web three of his things is is good you know if i want to plan that out um with the heroic action so hey max and i also then love the ren rune which is probably the one that is talked about the most and you know the the hype one and the one we're all going to tweet about and oh my god this situation so your whole army getting plus one rend you need Ren to get through stuff nowadays, don't you? Everyone's got like save stacking, or there's ju just the fact there's a plus one save in their combat phase. So that's that's really good. And again, you get it across your whole army. It's absolutely incredible. And I think those two are twos that can like blow a game away. You know, you can randomly roll a six, and your opponent can be like, ugh, you know, you just you just blew a game open. I'll just shove everything in, and you know. Maybe we'll just put the game to bed there and then if you're in a position to fight. So they're two really good. But again, it's about the heroic action on that one, knowing that I can make my uh, a rune, let's say rune father or magma droth again, have, you know, six attacks that are in three, two damage, three attacks that are in four, D3 damage. And then his axe is four attacks, rem four, four damage. So those those numbers are obviously incredible and when you've got that high rend it really allows you to plan your turn well when you know your opponent's got no save right you know we've mentioned nurgle before haven't we coaching like an army that can have a chance to make those saves and can roll those dice can just blow your plan out the water can't it yeah and like i was just thinking about this right like the in, in the example of your list you've got a lot of magma drops that blazing more goes to a ren three and if you roll the you know enhanced effect or heroic action that's ren four yeah. so it doesn't matter how much mystic shield and and finest hours and cover saves you will eventually rip through them which is going to be great and again knowing that you know with the heroic action you can always get it at least once on um one of your hero monsters which is which is so good yeah, and, um, and I've got I've got raw in abundance across the table as well. So, you know, yeah, it, mm. and, you know, at the same time though, you, you've got night haunt, right? So, yeah. you know, you, you don't pull that that trigger. You've got other options, and at least still you've got options. Do you have any thoughts or any question uh, tips on 
I imagine with Hello World mentioning, you know, if you begin second, so, you know, it, it's battle round one, um, I'm going second, so my opponent wants to go first, you don't have the ability to um, activate a rune until it becomes my hero phase. Has has anyone ever alpha attacked you either shooting or combat in turn one where you haven't had a rune, or is this something that is not really a concern of yours? Um. Yeah, yeah, I would say it's a concern. It's um it's a concern. All right, look, I've got screens, right? So you ain't alpha in my army. And my screens are real. They're four plus save, two runes a model, dwarfs, like and I you know, know the game well enough to make sure that I don't get taken advantage of when screening. So that's that's not being a concern. Um could someone shoot me? Yes, this army's not good against shooting, and that like that maybe is an overwhelming weakness in the army against certain matters, you know. But I, you know, I, I like Coach asked me at the start. I love this army because I love the faction, love the dwarfs. I'm lucky enough to play loads of Age of Sigma and, and own a lot of armies, so I can afford to, you know, maybe play something that's not optimal in the meta. So that's fine. But like. If I don't get a rune up turn one, when I was looking at stuff like long strikes or like um, I don't know, Bastildons and things, you know, mathematically, yes, maybe I don't lose a model, but they're crippled. There's no, I'm not healing them up to full, you know, they're, they're dead, and then they'll just be an easy battle tactic next turn when they've got three wounds left. So I don't think it's that big a concern. And I'm nine drop. If someone's if someone's gonna go first against me, bold move, you know. When I shove my magma dross in on a double turn. You ain't gonna have much army left, so it's hard for people to to allow that to be, you know, a, a future possibility. So mostly, I get given first turn. Yeah, like for, you know, a real example here might be like the long strikes with you know, Stormcast long strikes with a holy command where they can yeah. shoot once per game. You know, in the hero phase, so they they try to do some massive damage, mortal wounds on sixes. They're two shots apiece. Cool, we get it. This where is this is where you got to consider where do I deploy? So if they're gonna to try to um snipe one of my heroes, can I protect it in cover? Can I think about my deployment and making sure that it's you know outside of range? Because at least with the holy command, they're not gonna be able to move in the hero phase. So you you kind of avoid that at least and you gotta make sure they're close so you can get them back at least, haven't you? Yeah, correct. Like, you know, like one of the things that I tell people to do is just because you can deploy on the on the line doesn't mean you should. Yeah, and, in, and 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 if you find yourself in that position, maybe don't deploy on the line. The other consideration is if you've got a lot of that in your local meta or something you're really concerned about, look for other options. Your Battlesmith, for example, is going to give you a ward bubble. So, yeah. um, you know, don't worry about things you can't control. Things that you can control are going to be just what we've talked about already. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so the, the movement one. Yes. Is, that I, is, yeah. I the movement one's outstanding. Um, the movement one plays a huge part in... Uh, you talked about the mental side of the game with the strike first. It plays a huge part of that in deployment. I am selling you the fact that my army can be very fast. Um, you know, if, you, if you're not reading through it, you know, I'm telling you, yeah, the movement 12, they can be 14. You know, the tape measure out. We're measuring how far they can go. Oh, can I, if I roll a six, I've got plus two charge for my whole army, but I know that one of my magma drops can 100% have plus two. So it plays a massive part in deployment and the opening of the game. 
and where my opponent deploys because of that. Um, huge, you know, they uh, like low drop armies. Um, have you say you want to make me go first, but if you can't particularly do anything to me, or if it makes no difference to me where I put my guys, or I can screen my guys effectively enough and still not impact my movement, you know, I might put my guys on a line and be like, okay, you decide to go first, you want to give me first, and they're like, um. <laughs> so yeah i guess i should be giving you first right because you can't do anything but what if you do what if you do shove all the magma drops into the middle of my army you know and, and a lot of times people have had to go first they haven't deployed well enough um and or they, they, they've deployed really really cagey um because they're scared of them and it's not allowed they've given me first and i've you know i've played the negative turn and they've not been able to do anything back you know, because they're so far back, and you know, it's not really made a difference. So the, the movement room is is amazing in that respect, and it's also good later where you know you need to just get your units back around the board, get them in. You know, the game's developed, everything's all over the shop, and you know your magma drops off in the corner because it's took an objective, and now it needs to get back in the fight. So yeah, like it, it's an amazing one. And again, knowing that I can give a unit plus two charge. Um, it's good, and I've, I've absolutely. I think I would probably won f f maybe four, four games by turn one using the movement rune and saying, "Right, I'm I'm going in," you know. And it's it's really good. Like I, uh, the highlight of time for that, I played Darren Watson in the final of the Hampshire GT, and um, I went for it like that, and it worked amazing for me. I, unfortunately, I lost that game, but you know, he wouldn't mind saying himself, I won a priority turn two, three, or four. That game was put to bed by me because. You know, it just worked out really well. Being that aggressive style, you know, uh, was good. So, yeah, de definitely. Like the game is is one on movement. I know we talk a lot about combat. People love shooting. People love combat. But really, this game is based on movement. Getting yeah. the movement to be able to get into your opponent, hold. You know, the getting a unit wholly within enemy territory to score a battle tactic. Those two inches could be the difference between a unit getting in or out or having to spend a CP to get a run roll as opposed to just moving on the base and then getting yeah. a charge in. Yeah. There's Absolutely. so much good stuff in that. Yeah, yeah, and it makes it makes it like uh, there's times you're like, obviously this is army's got like the, oh, I'll run three monsters turn one tactic, right? Great. Like sometimes though, instead I've gone plus two move, I'm going to put two monsters in your territory to get the extra one. You know, and I've just managed, I've just shoved them all up. I've still got the extra point, but... I've not had to like dawdle in a little circle, you know, and not do anything. You know, I've still moved up the board a lot, got myself in good positions. So that's yeah, good. And then the last two. So Searing um, Heat is one that I've used. I use a lot turn one. It has an effect in combat, um, which is when you roll a six to wound, you do a mortal wound in addition. It works on shooting as well, which, it's, uh, which is, you know, quite nice at times but um you turn one you don't know if you're going to be in a fight right like you talk about like when to use which one when are you going to use it and th there's certainly times like you know let's say nurgle flies right you know a big alpha army with one drop we're going to move all my flies with the board i'm going to charge it in one if someone does that to me i'd really like to have a rune that can help me fight in combat you know and i've got some amazing ones but if they don't then it's wasted, right? So this is one for me that I use turn one a lot. It, um, it allows just me to, to burn, have, just to burn it. 
Yeah, just just I just use it turn one, burn it. If they do fight me, I've got some combat stuff going on, you know, because it could be like if they make me go turn one and then they double me, I could be in combat for two turns with no rune in the opening of the game, which, mm. you know, could, could be the entire game, right? Like they can be over that quick sometimes against some armies. So it, it's, I like that one because if they don't come in, because I obviously I'm deterring that, right? I've got screens, I've got magma drops behind things, I'm stomping over screens, I'm reaching over screens, you know. I'm not an easy army to come on alpha. So, but if people do or do end up in scraps, then that that one can be good for me. And that, that Orkman example, that was a rune that I had up because he made me go first. And that let my Vulkites, you know, get all these mortals, extra mortals, extra mortal, you know, and it just made just made a, a difference, really. Um, so, yeah, I, li- I like that one, you know, I'll, it, sometimes it'll come in later in the game when I'm uh, running out, or most commonly it's my turn one play. Um, Do you think that might become more useful if Nighthaunt become more popular in the game? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, you know, if Nighthaunts are amazing, then Rune of Steel, the Ren one's useless, right? So I'm straight away seeing Heat is, is, is going to be a really good one for me, and I'll, I would absolutely want to save that for for later i want to save for the shooting right when i'm putting they're gonna have a lot of a lot of models right when i'm putting 40 shots out from magmas or i'm throwing all my axes in a foot army you know i might be throwing 60 axes at them in combat at some point then sixes of mortals you know i think yeah it can definitely see, see a rise if uh, a meta went that way absolutely then yeah, and war. I think that's the key, right? That's the key, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, against most armies, the, some of these would be really good. More, you know, yeah. pluses to hit, pluses to rend, you know, pluses to move. But when I'm up against Nighthorn and they're spamming a whole bunch of, I don't know, chain rasps or things like that, some of these things are just not going to cut the mustard. Plus one hits, whoop de doo You're not going to be able to, you know, take out the Nighthorn and then it's going to grow back. But yeah, yeah. getting some mortal wounds and, you know, as you said, throwing a whole bunch of axes on a better a better to hit or an and or a better to wound um that's how you're going to clear through some of that stuff yeah you need you need every attack you can against them aren't you so it's it's good the um the last one one. yeah well this is good as well so we talked a lot about toggling damage and tailoring the damage to your target you've also are managing some defense you know there's there's a lot of wounds and whatever fire slamming on you take you know magma drops 18 each I've took a ward saving my army by having the Battlesmith, uh, who once per game can be a five plus. So this is another rune that I, I'm, I'm deciding to manage when I'm using as well. So I've got the, I can blow up the the shrine as well. Oven, yeah. Yeah, the oven, yeah. I can, I can blow that up once per game for a six plus ward. The Battlesmith, you know, inevitably dies at some point. So this again, this is good. You know, I can keep, um, I can keep me ward save up across my army for the whole game. That's another challenge to me. You know, how am I going to make sure my army has always got a ward save? How am I going to make sure magma drops have got a ward save when they've broken off to do flanks and they've gone out of range of the battlesmith? So, and that's the key there. It's easy to keep your battlesmith with a bubble around your troops. But yeah. when you've got a movement of 12, you potentially get plus two from the rune and you're kind of charging up the board. It's hard for the battlesmith to be keeping up with your drops. So being able to one, have a five up, a six up ward, and then apply that heroic action to get it as a five yeah. up if you're unsuccessful. Brilliant. Again, and it's, it's an information to a turn coach, isn't it? Again, you know, I do this at the start, I roll the six. I'm like, all oh, right, all my magic drops are five up ward. I've got time. I can break them out. I can make moves around. You know, I know that. And it's another way to to defend again, isn't it? You know, we've got 
um, finest hours away to defend, but we've also got a five up warders away to defend our stuff. So toggling all that on on and off um, between those three uh, is is another part of the game that I find interesting planning. You know, I'll use this one turn one sometimes. You know, I, I will and. I might then, you know, a heroic action in their turn, give one of my guys a five plus that they're going to shoot, um, ward against some shooting or something like that. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I quite like it. Yeah, no, I dig it, and I think that's kind of what I mentioned earlier. It's it. There is no set path. This is not daughters of Cain or or deep kin where it's like it's very progressive and it's very easy to predict. But I think that's also the benefit as well, is because as an opponent it's easy for me to read the tea leaves to know what the IDK want to do. I know with the blood rights table that, you know, turn one, they, you know, daughter's going to do this, 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 there's a few ways to tap into it. You, mm-hmm. you respond, you respond to the meta and you respond to your opponent's actions. And that's an excitement um, that for me allows me to play cards to respond to my opponent and get the best out of the position on the table, as opposed to having a set plan. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, a couple of rapid-fire questions, both from the chat and the Discord, and then we're getting into the list. Are you ready? Okay. First one, Autumn asking, is it out of the question to bring 10 Hearthguard Berserkers in Deep Strike to deal with these types of armies? Can you Do still he, Deep Strike? He means Auric Hearthguard, so they're the shooting one. Um, yeah, he can still Deep Strike. He can take the Rune Smite. He's 135 points now, so he's gone up a little bit. And, yeah, he, he can Deep Strike um, any Fire unit, so he can Deep Strike Magma Drops as well. Um so, no, I, I'm afraid it's a no for me. They Their shooting attack's not good enough anymore. Yeah, not fair enough. Uh, second one came off from Ricky Me uh, saying, our daughter's a cane player at the Brotherhood teams, got caught out this weekend versus six drops, forgetting the movement rune, and it cost him the game. Have you found that opportunity often with your list? Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm, not sure. No, we get to you. Absolutely, Ricky. Yeah, um, hey, they... Um, hundred percent you know like i said if you caught caught i'm mostly I'm, I'm selling that and deployment a lot and it's more affecting me opponents you know positioning generally that's always had that impact the movement room but no yes I, I i have caught people out with getting into combat and, and doing it turn one because you know your opponent is also going to be thinking about well if he comes in turn one he hasn't got a fighting room right that's a big trade-off for me you know i go in turn one with those maggers uh magma drops and i haven't got any of my fighting runes up right and then it's their go and then they win the turn roll and it's their go again and i've fought them for three turns with no damage bonuses like it's not an easy play to make as a fire slayer player but you see that you read the situation right yeah it can win you a game yeah yeah no good and i think that you know the clap back i think i guess as the game progresses and you've got your runes up and you lose a priority roll cool i've still got my rend one whatever it might be but turn one if you have something that's not very combaty and then you lose the priority going into turn turn two you're lacking the ward you're lacking the combat and you know you've got to hope to survive so make sure you got to redeploy up your sleeve or something because um, that is the time to strike against the um, a fire slayer player and that is that is like when a book's you know early out and maybe it's not being discussed that much in depth the tactics of it it's certainly something that i think opponents haven't read about the army you know they haven't they haven't seen that oh actually he's not got anything up or actually mm-hmm. maybe i could play a negative turn here because he has got it up um it's not something that i've found my opponents have considered enough but i'm, but I'm scared about right like what room am i going to activate and i'm like what if he decides not to do anything <laughs> and, and it and i haven't got it 
you know, so it's difficult. Yeah, and there's been times that I've, like, with some of my opponents, I try to bait them out. So, like, you know, I might have some bow snakes and I try to bait out the the ward early um, and I don't really care because then I'll just save it for another opportunity or I'll refocus or mm-hmm. you throw up the heroic action, like, yep, cool, I'm going to do a um, uh, the 5-up the ward. You're like, cool, okay, I'll, I'll now just refocus somewhere completely different. So yeah. there's there's definitely, as Nathan Thompson's saying, there is an art in the rune. There's absolutely yes. an art. The art of the All right, a couple of other rapid-fire questions from Discord. Do you think Lofnir is, is best with three or four magma drops? Minimum four. Like, my my list with four minimum. That you got, you, You've got, yeah, four, four minimum. You can still fit plenty of other stuff um, that, that you need. So, yeah, I think I think it's a four. But five and six, let's go. Like, no no doubt. I think lots of people think I'm mad not just playing six. So we'll get to that when we get to the list. It's a shame that um, the start collecting box has changed now to a Vanguard yeah. box. And, like, like the, pr- the price of the, 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 <laughs> the price of the Magma Drop is now the same price as the, as the start collecting box. Oh. Like, it's funny. The minute that happened, I saw all, like, the buy-in sales. People were like, oh, I want to buy a Magma Drop. I'm like, yeah, do, do you know? Yeah, yeah. They've been on yeah. Marketplace for the last five years for 20 quid, and you want them now, do you? Yeah. I know. I know. So tell me about it. Uh, a like, couple like, of other obviously, I get them cost, but still, it's painful. Oh, yeah. yeah, and like people are just like going everywhere on their local game store, going, "Have you got the start collecting um, magma droths?" And well, no, it is a start collecting for magma droths, but it's a start collecting fire slayers. Um, speaking of Lofnir, uh, another question is: Do you think Lofnir is best pushing battle regiment and getting a low drop? Or something like warlord and hunters, um, and not bothering with drops? So you obviously is it you're a nine drop. Do you have a thought on drops and and pros and cons? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's a bit of a classic, you know, conversation. Warlord, the book stack with uh, artifacts, so Warlord's good. Hunts in Heartland on Magma Drots is really good. You know, knowing you can plus one defense and you can't be roared is absolutely amazing. Um, so it, it is it is really good. But it sucks to be given first turn with an army that can't do nothing right. So um, I think if I was playing six Magma Droths, um, I'd, I'd be one drop. I I would my personal preference would be Warlord and Hunters to tap into more of the uh, the artifacts because there's nothing worse than being a one drop. You get matched up at a tournament with a one drop, then you lose the dice roll. So you yeah. you built everything for nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's yeah. So it's like obviously it's it's a risk and reward here, but for me, I would rather enhance and have a something a guarantee. And maybe that's another protection is like, well, I get myself um, a six up ward. I get an artifact to again boost some of my troops or get something without a rune if I'm worried about that type of meta. Yeah. Um, a couple of other quick ones. Do you think a battlesmith should be in every list? Um, um, I don't remember what non magma droth, yes, yeah, he's, he's been he's been incredible for me. I, I played without him in my original list, I was like, I'm not paying 150 points for him, no. But if you've got men and you're rallying, if you just you know, I've got the points because you haven't gone full magma droth, yeah, he's, he's a no brainer. Is magma droth worth running in Vostag or Greyfeard? Yeah, Greyfeard, I would say, of Vostog, yeah. I, I think they are. Yeah, 
It's only two wounds, right? So they're absolutely worth taking. Any any matchups that you dread? Like any ones that you don't enjoy playing um, with your army? Yeah, look, I don't, I don't want to be shot by... I just don't want to be shot. So I think Seraphon. Um, they're, you know, saying you, you're you bad against the best army in the game, um, maybe right now, still is not, a, not an awful thing, right? You know, I, I, I've i only played them. I've played them three times, lost once, won twice. Could have won the third one, like with a priority role, I think, as well. But they were so hard to win. Even like in dominant dominant positions, you're just getting through the last of them. The minus one damage is like super bad against my whole army, really. Um, mm. it's, it, it's hard. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're tough. And yeah, long strike dragons. Um, is, is it all shooting? Like, is it, you know, cruel boy, big yellers? Is it bow snakes? Is it all forms of shooting? Or is it a specific subset like mortal wounds shooting? Or No, I think it's, I think it's I've only got a four up save, right? And I've got loads of, I've got all my targets, a, a, a good target. So I can't like go, oh, I'll all out defense and find a star with this guy because, you know, they'll just shoot another one, right? So, yeah. Playing against like the Sentinels, I played against um, a red matchup at Worlds against Lumineth with like Techless and Sentinels and stuff. It's awful, you know. The guy played really well. He knew he, knew, he wasn't like chasing battle tactics, you know. I'm going to do this guy and make sure I get plus one. It's like I just spam damage all over your own army, shoot efficiently, never waste a wound. And by the time he got to turn three, Techless AoE'd once and killed like four Magmadrots or something, you know. So it was just, it's hard. Um, daughters is hard. That shooting unit's tough, but I can also just like get the double and wipe them out. It's the same with dragons and the, and the uh, dragons with long strikes. I think's bad. Just dragons, yeah, it's okay, I, but it's just a priority roll. So, yeah. um, yeah, they're, they're they're the tough ones, but there's a lot of honest fighting armies out there. So, yeah, we're good to go. <laughs> Two more questions, then we'll get into your list. One is uh, one from my Discord, and then I'll go to Nathan, who's in the chat. Yeah. The second last one I'll call out is, do you have any invocations you like to take, um, and when would you take them? Um, I've never I've ever put an invocation on a list. I think that... I can't remember the name. The wall's all right. The wall, the wall's, yeah. The wall's all right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm point wise, and it could definitely unlock some like tactical options. The shooting one, um, is is the okay. Infernal. The more oh, the flames, the, the, long, the, the long flames range one. Yeah, but they're like seventy points, aren't they? I think they're they're definitely one of those type of units that you're writing lists, and at the end. Maybe you're taking them because of points, right? But the plus one to wound bid, uh, taking a big a big triumph bid is, is really good as well. And I'm talking about toggling damage buffs and making sure I'm getting to those certain levels and throwing another one into the mix. I, I think I'd probably rate that more. Maybe not at 70 points. That's like a huge bid. But, you know, I took free guild guard with my leftover points. Um, and, you know, it's easy, better than a better than a um better than an invocation and when you're casting that invocation now you know there's you've got really good runes you got a plus one to damage rune you've got a minus one to wound rune um i just i don't see it 
Yeah, no, that's fair. No, that's fair. And, you know, even if you're taking like the, the firewall or the flame spitter, are you better off taking a triumph? And would a triumph be more useful to you during the game? That's the questions that you've got, right? I think so. Again, like, because I'm, just... I'm looking at, I'm looking at going aggressive with a unit and I'm like, am I using um, finest hour to have plus one to wound, right? Commonly, I'll use it defensively instead because I've got the heroic action to give me some sort of fighting bonus. But I'd love to have the heroic action to have like plus one attack or plus one rend and have plus one to wound. So I'm two, because, you know, again, can't be roared. So I'm twos. I'm twos. I've got loads of rend. I've got loads of attack. Like, I, I think I'd love to have inspired. <laughs> Actually, I lied to you. I'm going to pull up another question. Jonathan asked a good question. Jonathan normally annoys me and asks me about Mega Gargants and... He knows the answer is Norway's no, don't bring a Mega Gargan into as a mercenary. <laughs> but he's asked a really good question here, and much love to Jonathan there, asking about Cronspine with a Magma Droth heavy list. Given that a Cronspine, you know, one of the big boosts is going to be the fact that it can give, uh, one, you can't retreat from around it, mm -hmm. but two, if you issue all that command, everyone within 12 inches will get all that attack. So it means all your Magma Droths could be getting plus one to hit, but it does mean that they wouldn't be able to receive any other commands. Is it too many points for 400? Are there other commands that they want to be receiving, or is it a good viable option? Crown Spite's a good unit, isn't it? I, yeah. I'm i definitely... Uh, I haven't... World, world's like made us put quite a few things to the back of our mind, right? Nighthorn, Daughters, Crown Spite, you know. And I haven't quite explored all that really. I've mean, I never played a game with it, never played against it. Um, read the War Scroll like only last week. Um, it's good, it's good, isn't it? I think there's, there's a, so a super annoying like Magma Droth list is you can take five Rune Sons on Magma Droth and Cron Spite is 2000 points, right? Except because the rune he loses the leader trait. So we can't, um, you can't have a leader. You're going to have to lead your army. So, yeah. You know, it like catches out. It's like, oh, he's battle line now and now he's not a leader. So and there's no other way to fit it otherwise. So you definitely end up with like, you'd end up with four and a cron spite and then some stuff. So yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm, I'm just thinking like, um, because I know when I have this conversation with other armies, they'll say to me, no, I don't want to do it because there's certain command abilities that I always want to activate in combat because it's obviously competing, right? You know, yeah. whether it's all that defense or whether it's some faction-focused command. Um, like, you know, for example, in Daughters of Cain, there's an awesome one that gets me exploiting sixes. And I'd probably rather that than getting all out attack because my blood rights is already getting me plus one to hit through the game. But for you, and as I'm just looking through, like your your rune father, your rune son, they don't seem to have a command ability that you'd be wanting to activate in the in the combat phase. So you've got no competing command, oh, and actually yeah, right. getting plus one to hit board wide, you, you're basically now hitting on twos for everyone, which is actually it's good. Pretty attempt. Oh, you're, you're really you're good. right. Yeah, it's good. What do you think of Cronspite? I love Cronspine, and it's funny because initially when I got Cronspine, I was freaking out about. It going wild when you kill the hero, it's it's bound. It goes Hulkamania, it goes wild. But in an army like mine, which has low, low troops, and I'm not, I'm being smart with where my deploy, it gets to run and charge, and it has the ability to um uh it always receives all that all that attack like it's always got the plus one to hit. So for 400 points, it's durable. It's a destruction can't effects, 
and it means that your um, your in your case the the magma dross would would be advancing up the board while everyone's focusing on the cronspine. So, um, I I've really enjoyed it as a Suns player and as a Gits player. Um, I could see the benefit as what I do with my um with my sons with with the magma droths. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, I'm interested <laughs> to see how it pans out. I don't know. I'm, fe- I'm feeling down on it generally. Yeah, I don't know. For about points. I don't know about it as an addition to the game right now, but yeah, that's another. I need to think about it more. <laughs> it's an look at the moment. It's going to be powerful. Uh, you got to consider it. Um, but the other question, and Nathan was the one I wanted to pull up, was the artifact, the three-up ward. It's a once-per-battle um, ward. Um, uh, Nathan mentioning that he didn't play a game without the three-up ward. Um, do, would you play without it? Do you think having a three-up once per game is good, or? Yeah, it's good. Um, but it, it, there's certainly games where it, it hasn't had an impact as well. Um, I would say it was probably a little overall, maybe a little less impressive than I thought. Maybe like a difference. Maybe if I pick my opponent's brains after the games and see how it affected them. But at times, look, yeah, it's really allowed me to make a super obvious, you know, this guy's going to push. He will not die. Um, and that's that, right? You know, I've got this guy who's holding, he's blocking people up, his base is turned sideways, and it's engaging like a big chunk of the unit, so only a couple can fight another one. Um, it's on a flank, and, you know, your opponent cannot just remove it easily. You know, if he's going to do his battle tactic or want to take an objective off you, it's not killable very easy. But then there's games where it's like they've got damage in every phase, and you're like, this is not really... Like, as soon as I'm shooting, even, you know, it's, it's hard. You know, and then I'm using it in phases to make sure that um, like I'll use it in a shooting phase when there's probably no way they it doesn't even affect them, but I know that at least the damage is going to go to on it in the combat phase, so I'm going to get the mortal wound value out of it. You know, you don't take the damage in the shooting phase, I get no mortal wound damage. Just you know, even if he, if he dies in the combat phase afterwards, great, at least to do mortals back. So, ah, uh-huh, it's phase. I just reread, I just reread it, and it's phase. So if you're up against again bow snakes who are going to shoot, although even then they're going to shoot, shoot the hero one. phase. So you you activate it once, but um, you've yeah, got to get that magma drop in such a strong position, like you really really got to push it, you know, or use it to protect the flank or something to make sure you get value. Because otherwise they'll just they'll just shoot something else. They'll just kill another yeah. one. You got you got yeah. four. You got six of them. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a start. It's the start of the phase, so it's not even like when this thing is chosen. Yeah. So it's like, cool, I've got a couple of things I want to shoot. You activate here, cool. I just route and just go shoot something else. Um, so it's, be- it's best yeah. in combat when you engineer the situation you want, right? So yeah, and you've got the guaranteed, and it means you can be more aggressive with the runes as well, which is awesome. But mm-hmm. look, there's probably a lot of things we can talk about. I reckon that we could talk hours for this, but I probably want to talk to you a bit about your list and how you're putting this all together. And this is obviously to say, folks, this is not the only way to play the faction. If you love a certain thing, if you want to run all the Grim the Grim Wraths in the world, you do you. Um, but this is what you have run, and this was your the list that you ran at Worlds. So Come you on. were Lothnir, you took hold the line. Curious why you didn't take any of your grand strategies from uh, the book. You, I'll get you, I'll, you can explain that in a minute yeah. and what your thoughts on there. Uh, you've gone um, a, definitely a Magma Droth focused uh, army. You've got your uh, uh, Rune Father with Magma Droth, General with the command trait of Blood of the Berserker, and the artifact Axe of Grimnir. 
and the mount trait uh, of coal heart, coal heart ancient. You've got the rune master with the with curse, um, and you've got a battlesmith as well. You've got yourself what ten volkites with shields, ten volkites with shields, two magma droth rune sons, uh, and obviously a combination with them. Uh, three, you've got three of them, uh, and a free guild general. That one caught me off guard. Um, eighty-five free points. Guard. Yeah, free guild guard. What did I say? General. Oh, <laughs> I'm a city's player. I see the free guild. Human. Hey. Free guild G. Uh, free guild guard. So you've got uh, and it's got sword and board. So. Uh, 125 points, nine drops. Uh, you've got uh, 2,000 points on the nose. So there's no triumph. It doesn't matter. Uh, wrapped up in Warlord and Hunters with the extra artifact coming from Warlord. So there's a lot of questions I've got here from the free guild choice to the grand strategy choice to the combination of artifacts and even going with curse as opposed to a, a prayer from the book. So what's this list do? How does it work? And what are the combinations and synergies that I should be thinking about? <clears throat> so it's, uh, I think it's quite a balanced army uh, as Age of Sigmar armies go. You know, we've got a mix of monsters, heroes, we've got foot troops, we've got screens. It, it's a very, uh, it's a comfortable army to play as a player. I um, I mentioned earlier, I've probably made, made me live and play in uh, lots of troops mode and stuff like that. And I I like to have men on the board. I like to have some troops. I like ways to um, progress a game without committing my real units. I like to not be so vulnerable to the double turn that it matters. I think that's the biggest part of playing like a big horde list or something where you establish it where if you can play an army where when you roll that, um, that priority roll, it makes no difference to you. Like, you're just in a dream spot, right? When you're begging for that priority roll all the time, that's really tough. And this army's not like like 100 dryads or like 160 gits where it literally doesn't matter the roll, really. The, um, this is... is it, it's less vulnerable to that because I've got screens, you know, because I've got men, because I can protect my core units against charges and stuff. So, yeah, it, for me... Um, for me, comparing this to six Magma Droths, I think like if you want to you know, compare it against something else, that list is starting to do the rounds a little bit now. And yeah, for me, I just feel a lot more comfortable having some men on the board, having screens, not having an army that is so obvious. You know, if someone wants to alpha your Magma Droths, you know, you mentioned about not having runes up on that earlier. Well, they, they just can, right? Like they've got nothing they can do about it. You're just going to start losing Magma Droths. But you've... Is it better to just have two more Magma Drops? Maybe. So, but I've got and, everything and, in there. And it's interesting because it's the same way that I've built my Dragon Stormcast list. I didn't go, oops, 11 Dragons or whatever it works out to be. I've still got some Vindictors. I've still got some small troops and some heroes, but I've still tapped into some of the, the greatness that is Dragons. And I like that because you're right. Pros and cons. If you want to run six Magma Drops, you do you, no problem. You know, Jonathan asking about the combination of, you know, the axe uh, over the javelin. You know, there's there's lots of different ways you can you can customize. And one thing probably I do want to ask about as well is the um, the rune smiter. Sure. Um, given that you know, that that hero is absent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. Sure. I'll answer all that. Um, I think that like. The thing that, like, I, I sometimes I think about this list, I think is, is it, like, a negative to me as a player that am I playing with, like, a safety net of things that I'm used to? You know, am I not bold enough to be playing all of, all of them, you know? So I think 
that was something I thought about a lot in in worlds after worlds and the build up to, into taking taking this list. That I wondered if I was just you know being a bit safe having some men on the board for no reason. It's just like safe. I can't get charged turn one. I'm scared of losing the game. You know, and not being aggressive enough and just taking the game. So they are like some of the downside things. Um, some of the units that were asked about. Um, I, I think the, I think the axe is better than javelin. Like you know, for me. 100%. You know, I've got better stats, loads of attacks. Yes, I can randomly have a shooting attack. Uh, not randomly, but yes, I can have a shooting attack that might do some damage. And yes, it might do, you know, a little bit more. But no, for me, you know, I look at it, it's like 11 attacks, threes, threes, um, round one, two damage when you combine the mount and the and the javelin together. I just see it like that. Uh, the mount and the axe together. Um, yeah, great. Great for me, I 100% on the axe. Through Spice from Magmadroth, like, I think he's a fine choice. I think his problem is more about, uh, maybe more about core battalions. And, you know, he's a hero on a Magmadroth. Um, he doesn't fit into, you know, slot two or three in Warlord. He takes up your big slot in, you know, your battle regiment. He um, he doesn't fit in Hunters. He doesn't become battle iron. He hasn't got a good fighting attack. You know, you're losing those five good attacks I've just talked about, which could occasionally be good against the monster. He does have a good prayer, though. He's got a plus one um, to wound prayer, coach. So that, that's yeah. pretty good. And you can get it re-rollable or a really big range. And, and in full Magma Droth lists, you could maybe have him as the general. And he's got this um, command trait, which allows you to use the same rune twice, uh, Ergol rune. So I, I think that is really, really good. But, you know, we talk about the Rune Father, Magmadroth and combos and, and what, what things do. So this guy, um, let's talk dream situation that isn't a dream. You know, you just tailor it every game if you want. Very little your opponent can do about it. Is um, his, his Blood of the Berserk allows him to fight twice once a game. And it allows you to fight. You activate it after he's fought once. So near full information about the combat phase when you choose to activate it. Um, Axe of Grimmar gives you plus one rend and plus one damage to one of your weapons. So it makes his axe four attacks, threes, threes, rend, two, four damage. Um, and you can fight twice. So, it, and it's got three inch reach. And then you've also got Lords of the Logic gives you the plus one attack characteristic bubble once yeah. per game. Because yeah. I remember when I was doing the review and I was looking at the Auric Rune Smiter on Magmadroth, I thought it was quite attractive, and I remember being able to reactivate the rune. And there's a couple of cool things, having a prayer, having a mobile curse. There's some really cool things. And I, and for a moment I thought, oh, I wonder if there's a Magmadroth battalion. No. No. Yeah, one yeah, it was weird that one. Yeah. I thought you yeah. might get one. Yeah, Because yeah. it was such a push theme, I, I, you know, and they, they pushed it in the community articles and everything. I was quite surprised as well, but yeah, but like, yeah, look, that guy is it's hard to not take that command trait and not take that axe and that whole combo because the, the things that this guy has killed for, for me is unbelievable. You know, he he just absolutely butchers. You know, when, when we blow his the bonuses, you know, and we say that the dream situation against most opponents, you know, you've done the plus one attack on him, so he's got five attacks that are you know with plus one to hit. Because you know you fought a monster, you've you've gone um, all out attack. You know two to it, threes to wound, ren four, and you're in the ren rune, and you've used the extra thing. You know four damage and attack, and then down below, you know he's got seven attacks, which are twos, threes, ren three, two damage, 
then another four attacks that are threes, twos, round four, D3 damage, you know, and he does that twice. Like the guy is an absolute murderer, and there's not much in the game that can that can that can fight like him. And the distance he moves is incredible, right? He moves, he charges, he piles, he's got three inch reach, then he activates again. Yeah, he's charged that turn, so he piles again, three more inches reach, you know, and the stuff that the stuff he's killed and caught people out with, um, and just just blew a game open. He he is incredibly powerful. So yeah, big part of the list. Super strong. The room I master. I I, I did play against this once, but yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I charged Marathi into it, so yeah, I didn't actually right. see the combat yeah, power. She yeah, she just kills him. Yeah, Marathi's really good against these. It's it's tough uh, against Marathi. Yeah, like oh, I played played one game and he got charged by some maggot lord and he just killed the maggot lord. You know, he got charged by um, Kragnos. And just kill Kragnos because you know he didn't roll. He rolled a seven, you know, and he's tough because Coldheart and Ancient is minus one damage in combat, um, and you really want to get the minus one to wound prayer on him from the Rune Master. So he's he's not. That's soft. what su- that's what surprised me how durable and how much effort it took me to um, use you know Mind Razor Witch Elves with three attacks each, hitting on twos, wounding on threes. Um, like I, I threw, I had to throw the house at, yeah. at these things and I only just killed it. Um, and then when I killed it, you had the splashback mortal. So, um, I was, I was surprised just how much I had to throw. And if I was playing my gits, for example, if I ran my gits into it, good Lord, how much effort it would take for my gits to pull down, um, the, the, the rune father or the rune son on magma Droth. Yeah, and he's not, and that's a good thing about the hordes, you know, that there's so many attacks. Like, yeah, this axe is, you know, five attacks, fours, fours, round four, but it's not, you know, it's five, it's nine, it's, you know, it's 16 attack dice that are doing multiple damage. So you go through hordes as well, right? And he hits, you know, if I take the turn, I go, I fight with him once, I kill whatever I fight, I fight again, I kill something else, and then it's your turn, and now I've got all out defense, uh, I've got finest hour on him. And he's minus one to wound, and he's minus one damage, and I all out defense him. And he's, you're not taking him off with one attack. You know, he's swinging again, you know, mm-hmm. and he, he trades up for his points, you know, really well. Oh, incredible value for 360 points. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, really. It would take me way more points to take him down um, than 360. Yeah. Yeah. At 18 wounds, just so good. Um, yeah, with the plus two wounds in Lofnir as well, like it's just yeah, yeah, exactly. crazy. Yeah. Sorry, the continue. Room- yeah, no, no, not so like yeah. I talk about Rune Father all day, man. I love him. Um, the Rune Master is he knows all prayers is to your answer of which one to take. He knows all of them out the book, so he's he's awesome. Like uh, 125 points, uh, knows every prayer, so I've got access to them, which gives me the wound one and most commonly the run and charge on Vulkites. If I um if I want to use that, I like. Um, you know, we talk about just screening with Vulkites, you know, when I'm using them aggressively screening, so like obviously these Magma Drops can push up the board quite a lot uh, I like to move Vulkites with them and charge, you know, and then like do a line so they protect flanks of Magma Drops or they pile in after the Magma Droth has fought and creates a screen in the front so it's good in those situations and I think the other one, you can make a Magma Droth act as full profile all turn but yeah, fight, fight, yeah, fighting at the top bracket the Wrath of the Voltrix so, you know, I think more than like the fighting part, because you don't really drop off, getting your shooting back to twos to hit, getting your movement back to 12, you know, when you've got like, a, you know, a bit of a done-in Magma Droth who's maybe, you know, just recovering from a combat, you know, and wants to get back into the fight, you know, and 
do something, it can be pretty good. So, although yeah, the, although the, your magma drops don't really degrade that well, no. like, 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 really, all you're doing is losing your claw attacks going down from top bracket six to three at the worst bracket, and then the roaring fire stream gets reduced from a two up down to a five at worst. So, it's a good way to like avoid metamorphosis if you don't want to, um, you know, or, or no, not metamorphosis, um the the um is it predator and prey or whatever the the command ability that yeah. allows you to fight if your command ability poor or you don't have you know you didn't generate the free one um that's another option to, yeah. to be able to tap into that but yeah most, Prayer of time, Ash, most of the time it's some magma draft that's at the back of the board and wants to get back in the fight because the, the room master's at the back of the board you know he's behind the pizza oven you know cooking up a storm isn't he so he's usually hanging around the back it's Prayer of Ash that grinds my gears because I run for Fire Phoenix. So Frost Phoenix is in cities, so you know how powerful the minus one two wound bubble is. Um, it's just, it's just. Well, no, it's not a bubble in this case. You pick a, a unit yeah, of yours, yeah. and it's minus one. So again, you're guaranteed. It's just, there's not a lot of pluses of wound in the game. So Prayer of Ash is my all time favorite. You want him? You put him down. He's by the he's by the furnace, and then you hopefully you try and find Mystical. You get them next to Mystical as well as by the Furnace, so it's twos, um, and you make sure you get that prayer off. Um, yeah, he's good, and he gives you plus one command point when he's next to your general, so you know you try and manage that as long as you can. Obviously, it's very easy in deployment for the first turn, and you know you can do your best to maybe keep it another turn, but that quickly quickly falls off. But it's nice early on, you know, have that extra command point, and you know you blow Warlord then at some point to pick up the slack as well. So, um, Battlesmith, yeah, I like to give eighteen wound monsters. Uh, five plus ward and it's easier than you think to keep him in range you know it's very very rare i don't auto run him sixth on the first turn up the board right into the middle and make sure he's got that bubble out protecting the magma drops in the fights you know you get most of the time i get that right sometimes I let it slip but yeah he, he, he's good um and, you, and I, you said remind me once per game you can make that a five right yeah yeah exactly so it's yeah. a six always then you make it a five and he's got the four plus rally that they like to give in armies now so yeah again rally and volkites is <laughs> it's good yeah so yeah i'm obviously always keeping an eye out can i you know they're not very good in combat so keeping them out of three making sure the leaders at the back out of range so i can remove the whole unit and then get the rally uh, off on them on a four plus, yeah. Always keeping an eye out for that. Um, yeah, so it's decent. Um, it was working on free guild guard as well at, at, at a few points as well, you know, before it got changed. So, yeah, um, yeah, obviously, obviously, it's been it has been FAQ'd now that yeah. it's fire slayer only, yeah, and rightly so, right? Oh, um, imagine, imagine like doing it on dragons or, yeah, or forminators or like, no, no, just a, or just a, a clear little mistake by them unfortunately so but it, it look it didn't impact anything ever that i heard of so um then the the core of the army right the rune sons on magma drots three battle line units here um all in hunters of the heartland always getting the bonuses off um never getting roared so absolutely brilliant um i've just spread out the buffs on them one's got the three plus ward one's got the stomp uh better stomp and one is always shoots five shots. And all three of them, you know, that really, like, makes them unique. And definitely in the strategies in the game and deployments and we're in place in them, which one's which is, is is big for me. You know, like, your opponent might not think so. It's like, oh, wow, that one's there. But, you know, when it's your army and you know everything that's going on, like, knowing I've got the five-shot one near 
some hero, you know, or something, and knowing I've got the the stomp one behind my unit of guys, or knowing I can go aggressive with the stomp one uh, against on a flank, or I can go aggressive with the unbreakable one on a flank because it can't die, you know, all that, you know, really key. And they, they, they're just a super good value unit, 320 points, 18 wounds, uh, 14 attack. The way I sum it up, like they got 14 attacks that are basically on average threes, threes, rem one, two damage. So it's a lot of dice. Um, load all loads of runes applied to them, extra attacks, three profiles. The shooting attack, fantastic, right? Like 10 shots, um, twos, threes, rem one. If you haven't shot for a turn, it's rem three, which is super common. Turn one, you probably haven't shot them. So really good for like clearing screens or powering off a big unit of like skinks or something like that. So um, yeah, they're they're great. Like and free guild guard fill it out because I had points left over and nothing to spend it on. So ten more men for me, I think is uh, is brilliant. You know, they're screen um, outside 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 of uh, battle lines, so they're not going to give up broken ranks. I do want to call out on the rune sun on magma. I do love the vying for glory as well, given how much monsters are on the table at the moment getting the, the mortal wounds equal to the damage the damage profile if you roll a six to hit. Is it hit on a hit? Yeah, unmodified six to hit. So yeah. um with the amount of attacks, especially like you know an ancestral war axe. It's on the axe, um, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Like fight like you could yeah. you could get a couple of mortal wounds cheeky there. Add you know plus one attack if you happen to pull that off. Um they could have they, they, they could it could have plus one attack and another plus one. They could have seven each. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah, it's good. It's good. Freegal guard will give up my battle line. You, you, unfortunately, you do get you get the trait now, but that plays back into my favor as well. And that that's why I've got hold the line. So I have all the freegal guard, all the magma drops, all the vulkite. You have to kill all of that to get hold the line off me. So it's um that's that's why I've hold the line as well. So all that stuff, it's great. Do you need the bodies? Like, do you need because that, that can't like one wound a piece? There, um, you know, you get 10 models. Do you need that, or like, could you screen with something else, like I don't know, Aether Wings or like, something oh, a bit faster? I, or, yeah, did you go? I think you need them. They got a four, they got a four up save, <laughs> like, they can go to three up save, stick them in cover on an objective, or on a two up save if I pop, pop it, you know. Um, before obviously, then there's all the negatives. It's, I know they can't stack to a three. Because it's plus one off the shield. You're but, ignoring range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly we, we, right. we, we all know that. It's really, really easy to get to like a three plus save with them, and yeah, they they give up. They might give up the battle line one, but like, and I maybe I give it up easy, but I'm probably giving that up anyway. Like something in my army has to die. It's all battle line. <laughs> so, so what? You know, I like that they can they move fast. You know, they've got plus they got movement to five, and they've got plus one to the run. So they um they allow me to when you summon the missions, the fire slayer troops can't quite get to them without rolling a three plus, or um and and I can't risk failing that on a flank, you know, when you want to get onto the objective to make sure I've got it. But I also want to auto run my battlesmith up the board, get him in range, you know, I want to like react and plug a gap with him. You know, where I'm sending the Magwadroth, he might need to slide around with them. So it's great that I know that they can get to an objective, or I can deploy them like maybe on like tectonic and I can deploy them in a position where they can get to either of a two and I don't have to like telegraph where I'm going to go. I can go like, Oh, actually I'm just going to sling them that way. I'm going to sling them that way now. So I like them. I, I yeah, I, I think they're good. So they've, 
they're, yeah, they can be a bit of a liability, you know, but they get the game going. That's a big thing I say all the time. I can just go, right, you know what? I'm going to run those free guild guard six. They're going to overstand all that objective. They're going to go 12 inches or whatever it is, and they'll be right over there. They're on it. I've got max points. You'll go. Kill, kill them. So. There's a lot of versatility in them. They could be a great unit that protects you screening. I think one thing that I noticed when I've played against Fire Slayers, both old book and new book, is you always want to be moving forward. Um, and you, you know, especially this book where you want to be more in combat. I found my last game, my opponent was, you know, really challenging. Like, do I sit on an objective, especially a backfield objective, one that is keeping you out of combat? Or do I move forward? And because yeah. I had two units of Canary, I could deep strike those and steal those really quickly. So it becomes a conundrum. But when you've got free guild guard or something that's cheap that can hold an objective, um, it allows the rest of your army to move forward. Or if you've got things that are coming in from reserve or deep strike, you can use that to, again, protect the back, protect your pizza oven yeah. while everything else moves forward. So there's a lot of versatility. And the fact that their shields give them a native plus one um, it means you don't have to spend you know, all, all that yeah. defense on them. Or if you do, it's because you're reducing Ren 2. I like it. I like it. And yeah, and there was a point I could rally them, right? So on a four, which was okay. They're good. Just sit, sit on one side of the deployment and guard one flank from deep striking. Then that magma drop with the rune can be on the other end. And it allows me to still have the core of my army together in the bubble. You know, I'm not, I can still keep it all. I'm not having to like split units off to the side and, and uh, impact my main plan so much so and they can get they can get back in the fight right they can run and you know make a difference or hide at the back for hold the line so yeah no, and look there's a lot of customization you can do with this like you know your allies cities and, and caradron and uh stormcast so you know i i have seen fire slayers lists at the moment playing with two storm drake guard or two forminators um being brought in as allies you could you know if you're struggling to get some of those um battle you know objectives where you need to be in your opponent's territory get a unit of shadow warriors get something that comes in natively from reserve um there's a lot of great options yeah, i like i like dragons in fire slayers as well uh, two of them I've, I've painted them and converted them and put fire slayers on the back and i i like, I like it yeah they're a really good unit for 340 points so yeah yeah really good uh, i am conscious of time and um i haven't had dinner yet but i want to ask just a couple of burning questions sure. before yeah. we wrap that up what's the key to success if i'm going to run fire slayers and i want to do well maybe i'm kind of middling at the moment getting two wins three wins and i want to be a champion like you i want to win win the world's tournament like richie like what's the key to my success um yeah. any tips that you'd share got to um you got to know know your opponents like units really well and know which way to maximize your damage through all the buffs we've talked about throughout the game so you need to like for me you know an example might be i don't mind leaving someone on a six plus save but i don't want them on a five um you know is it worth how much i push the rend you know do I need to be in? Do I need to be in plus one damage? Do I not? How am I going to keep the units alive and response as well? You know, how I'm going to toggle those two buffs. That's what you've got to know all that inside now. Toggling your wounds, toggling your heroic actions, toggling your ward saves, um, and which units you've got are, are best suited to to do that. Um, maximize your monster points because you've got all the event, you've got them all there to to get. So make sure you're getting them um, at some point in the game when you're using the monster side of things. Um, yeah, and then I guess the other stuff just applies, you know, to fire slayers in full. Um, that that's that's the 
that's the, the big the big difference maker for me. And you got to get your the got to get your deployment right. So you put yourself in the best position to get around the board. You've got to plan ahead with your army. You've got to know the ranges of where you're going to get these slow moving units into positions. You know, it, you can't react, can you? You know, you, in some ways you have to. The Magma do allow you some reaction time, but you're still trying to keep them in aura ranges and stuff. Um, for me, so that they, they would be my my biggest things. Speaking of deployment, are you more of a castle? Do you spread out across the board? Obviously, opponent and battle plan aside, do you find on average um, you have some deployment tips for me? It's a castle. Um, it, ultimately, really, I think against most armies, it's going to be a castle. Your biggest ones are: is can your opponent do anything to you turn one? Uh, and making sure your magma drops are not blocked in because of that. You know, you can castle too much and not be able to get your magma drops out into the fight. They're quite big bases. You need to... Um, I wish you'd ask me to do a little drawer and to do That's this. That's all right, but I should have done people. But, like, yeah. I would have shown better. But, like, you know, if you've got a screen, you need to be able to make sure your screen can move out the way and they can get out. So, all right, um, I put your Twitter up as well because I want people to go follow you on Twitter. And I'm sure at some stage you might be draw or even show some old photos from games, or even if you want to do a diagram, I'm sure people would appreciate to see. Because I think one of the challenges is that you you don't fly. So, if you box yourself into bad deployment with terrain, or if you, you know, don't maneuver, even like when you're trying to get into combat, if you rush something into combat too soon and then you make it almost impossible for the other kind of magma drop to get in because the base won't get in within half you'll you'll mess up your plan entirely yeah, I, bet, so, I, bet, I made mistakes i made mistakes at world and it cost me could have cost me could have cost me but yeah you've got to that that's that's my biggest tip is like yes you're going to set up some screen but you can't be so cautious you know you can excuse me i'm so sorry <coughs> you can um the magma drops have like highlighted the slightly different roles on them. You know, you could put the three plus ward one aggressively on the line, so it's free. You can get out and get up the board. It's giving your opponent things to think about. They're measuring ranges from it. You know, they're measuring range twelve. They're measuring range fourteen. They're measuring range fourteen with plus two to charge. So you can present those sets, and they, they can't kill it, right? You just pop your three at ward. You know, or you get the stomp one in a position where it can stomp over your line, and they've got to deal with d three plus three mortals when they come in so yeah it's um you know about that that's the biggest part you know you are going to screen you are going to uh, probably want to protect your guys most of the time but you've got to be able to make sure they can get out uh across the battlefield well and be, be careful where you put your furnace oven that it doesn't cock everything up for you as well so do you play yours at the back? Like, do you actually put your pizza yeah, oven at the back just to smash it for the ward? Are you going for the increased chanting, or is there something else that um, increased chanting? Increased chanting for most of the game. Um, pr- pr- pretty far back. The things I'm, I'm, I'm just wary. I'm just making sure Magadroth bases can fit through the gap. So you know, I wouldn't put it on the line, and then I couldn't get across the front of it because there was an. We play a lot of impassable in in my store and my events, and it's become a bit more of a trend. So. It can be quite an impact if you can't get round. And the same, you don't make sure that you can, you know, you can get past each side of it when you put in the deployment. Yeah, most of the game, I'm using it to get plus one to be prayer roll to cast prayer of ash on a three plus, and then at some point I blow it up when my magdros are going to run off and do wild things, or my battlesmith is dead. So yeah, 
Yeah. No, I dig it. I absolutely dig it. Last question, and then I'll let you go to work and I'll go have some dinner. Um, again, a great conversation that I could continue asking lots of questions, but you talked Worlds. So Worlds had some of the best of the best players from around the world, from lots of countries, and, you know, your your games against, you know, some of the great – I think you played with you played France and you played a whole bunch of oh, amazing you know, Aussies. Yeah. You, you played some it. really good talent, yeah. right? Um, no, Jonathan, I'm not asking about Mega Goggins. The last thing I want to ask you about is what did you learn from Worlds and do you have any future considerations now that we have obviously Daughters and Nighthawk coming into the picture that – we're ba- not banned, but you know, we're on old books for worlds. We know Skaven and Sylvaneth are coming, and we know other things are coming down the line. Do you one have you what have you learned? Uh, two, would you change, or are you got some considerations that maybe us as a community can think about as fire slayers? They were. It was a lot harder against prepared players. You know, the lists are public. They will know them for a while. Um, I played the list before Worlds as well, and I had success with the list before Worlds as well. Um, you know, nearly winning the Hampshire GT, winning um, well, I can't remember what it's called. Winning the Hobby Rooms events, uh, midweek events and stuff, and winning five. So prepared players, it did make a difference. You know, I did not catch people out anywhere near as much in that. So a lot of this, a lot of this, um, a lot of the success, I worry. You know, maybe maybe it is just a combat army with some monsters in the end, you know, and yes, you've got to be efficient managing all these things are talked about. So I, I that that was my biggest takeaway from it. Do I need the men? What I said earlier, do I need the men? Was I scared? Was I not wanting to lose? Was I, you know, falling back on crutches, you know, of having screens and things like that, you know, evaluating myself as a player maybe, or maybe just like how these, like a basic, a Warhammer army, you know, what a Warhammer army looks like. You know, should I have just took all magma drops? I would like maybe thinking about am I taking all magas? It's a lot less interesting to play. I haven't got any of the interactions. I lose a lot of stuff, but mm, maybe they're just so efficient. Uh, they... I, I, will, I will say I, I'm pretty sure. Like we first six months of Age of Sigma, I would probably say all the magma drops. The pendulum is starting to swing where play, armies like Iron Jaws and other factions that are, are starting to deep strike and has reminded us the importance of screens and bodies. So I don't think for a second um, you should all be going in and buying all the magma drops in the world. I still think there are places for Volgites and Hearthguard and 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 where your tolerance level is. And maybe the, the next General's Handbook is going to, you know, validate your decision even more. But, um, but if you also want to run six... days where you don't buy, like, loads of armies now, right? You have to be careful, you know, about spamming six monsters, you know. And Cronspine as well. Like, I don't know how Magma Dross deal with him. So, he's just a nightmare. Like, we're just, you're just killing monsters. He's leveling all the time. We can't retreat. We can't take it off. It's hard. So, um, yeah, that, that might change things a lot as well. Um, Worlds, was, Worlds was an excellent event. It was very good to play your... your your home team twice. twice. I think I'm sure you have lots of Australian fans. And I think for me, I, I tweeted it and I said it to the guys at the time. It made it makes the event when people like you guys come, right? Like for me, whatever. A hundred pound flight. Then I went I drive half a mile down the road, right? The commitment from you guys to come over to this event and make it like a world's event, not just some European thing. You know, it, it's it's incredible. Like it would for me, it would certainly wouldn't have been good without. And your team done really well. 
like really well. And I said this to the guys, you know, they're like, oh, we finished you no know, wherever and we were third going into the last round. Worlds played one too many rounds for me. You know, that was the event. You finish where you finished. But at the end of round five, which is the appropriate amount of rounds, you guys were third place. Like, I think, I think the Australian team done brilliant. Like, all that trip should be well worth it. Like, it was so good. Um, no, I think we, I think they should be all proud. And I think talking absolutely. to even other other teams outside of Australia, I've been talking to, and I think a lot of people have lessons learned. And it's like, how do I now? And I think you know this is true for everyone, folks. Either you know outside of worlds, play your army, practice, prepare, learn, learn, and get better for the next one. And absolutely. you know, you, uh, you ask Richie, like you know, what's the best way to learn? Ask your opponent, what could I have done differently? you know, get some feedback and, and things like tournaments allow you to apply feedback immediately. So yeah. uh, I, I appreciate the kind words. I'm sure Australia and all the other players would, uh, would appreciate it. It was amazing. We were, we were underprepared for worlds. We are lucky that we, you know, we play like our tournaments. They don't, you get, you guys are like super inventive. You play loads of cool things, you know, we will spam dragons every week. Right. You know, we'll spam Nurgle. You know, it's the UK. Right. And we all play, loads and we get loads of opportunity to play if without that you know we can't do that and just ride it next year you know the teams the other teams preps were like another level to us and it was it was really 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 difficult <laughs> so. so to come back to fire slayers and kind of wrap yeah. it up i think you mentioned preparedness and i think I, I mentioned it right at the start actually there's not a lot of fire slayers players out there in the game which is one probably why so many people have appreciated your insights. So again, thank you for everyone who listened to the live stream or will watch it on replay. But the other part as well is your opponent is probably not going to have experience and they probably play fire. I reckon I play fire slayers on average once, twice a year, yeah. uh, unless I go out and hunt the game. So for most people, they're going to be unprepared. They're not thinking yeah. about this as a strategy. They're not thinking about how do I handle the magma droths and all these different things. So obviously don't gotcha moments, but um, you know, I think you will it's find if you know yeah, your exactly. army. Yeah. If you know your army really well, you're going to, you're going to make your opponent make really tough decisions. Yeah. It's, it's not got you. Like, like I said, it's on the wall scroll right in front. And they'll be like, Oh wait, there's 18 wounds. And you're like, and you hit with it. And they're like, wow, they really hit hard. And you're like, yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. You know, so it's good <laughs> richie you've got a youtube channel um so just play you've got a store as well so if you are in england um go check out just play um you had a podcast that i'm sure you and ian are going to come back and, and bring the band back together and get the podcast i think it's been almost 12 months i think september I was the last one it's so let's I'd, love to, I'd, love to do that. I'd love to do the streams again I, I definitely wasn't in a place for it at one point um but I, th I feel it now, and it's really I've really enjoyed coming on here, Coach. So thank you for having me on and maybe reinvigorating me a little bit to get back out and share my thoughts about Age of Sigma a little bit more than I have in the past while. So it's been really good. Nice. Thank you. I, I hope to see Ian back. I hope to see James Tinsdale on the channel. I want to see, you know, Tom and, you know, the whole crew. But do you want to give any shout-outs, uh, and then we'll wrap this up? Um, no, Honestly, no. Coach, brilliant. Thank you. You've got a great show here. And I've already said what I wanted to say against the Australian guys. You know, I, I was so, so good to have them all over for Worlds. And, and and yeah, you know, do. Check us out, justplaygames.uk if you want to buy anything in the UK. We'll sort you out. Great service. Everything you need.
go 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 check out just play both subscribe to their youtube channel go hit them up on twitter I, i'll put your twitter handle back on again you'll um share some awesome photos of your army and the podcast will come back and go buy from uk go buy from them there's no affiliate link from me i'm not getting any kickbacks uh, i just appreciate what richie and ian and what the the general just play they've got a very good community and also a very good focus on competitive which i really appreciate so Thank you so much, Richie. Yeah, We're going to bring you. this home. You go to work. I'm going to go have some dinner. And thank you, everyone, who joined the live stream. It's always greatly appreciated. Peace Bye, guys. Out. Thanks for sticking around until the end. I hope you found that video interesting and you walked away with a few new ideas. If you did, I would appreciate it if you hit like on the video as well as left me a comment. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section below. The conversation will continue over on Discord, so links down below in the episode description if you want to join the Discord and continue the Age of Sigmar conversation. I want to give a massive shout out as well to these absolute bloody legends, these champions who have continued to support me through Patreon or YouTube members. That is going directly into supporting the maintenance and the growth of this channel. So thank you very much, guys. Much appreciated. And until next time, roll more sixes.